hello and welcome to the Black Final Girl podcast. I'm your host, Clary, and I've been watching a lot more indie horror, so this week I decided to review Piggy 2022. So Piggy 2022 is a Spanish horror thriller film written and directed by Carlita Perdia. I'm so sorry if I butchered that, but it is based off of her 2019 short film of the same name, Piggy, and the short film is basically the first, like, 30 minutes of this film. Um, I remember hearing a lot about this movie last year during Sundance Film Festival, and then all of a sudden, Piggy just disappeared from my life, but thankfully, I decided to start watching Gangs of London on AMC+, and there was Piggy just shining bright for me to watch, so I finally got to watch the movie, and I see exactly what everybody was saying. The film Piggy follows an overweight teenage girl named Sarah, and she's used to getting bullied by this group of teenage girls, but it's summer vacation, and she decides that she's going to go down to the pool, and while she's at the pool, they taunt her some more again, except this time it changes Sarah's life and the girls' lives forever. Spoilers ahead, I am about to give a quick recap of the film, if you don't want to be spoiled about what happens exactly in Piggy, then you can just skip ahead to my review. I will leave the timestamps in the description. The movie Piggy opens up, interestingly enough, in a butcher shop, which is run by Sarah and her family. Sarah is the main character who is also labeled as Piggy by her tormentors, bullies, whatever you want to call them. The movie is also color corrected in a way that it almost feels very like pink and like innocent, very girly, almost like you're about to watch a regular teen drama except you're watching them like chop up meat. And then we're introduced to our main character, Sarah slash Piggy, who's just trying to live her life, do a little bit of her summer homework in the butcher shop while her parents work. And then two of her main tormentors come in, one being her old friend friend Claudia and the other being Maka. The girls come into the butcher shop and then take a picture of Sarah and her family and then post it to Instagram labeling it three little piggies. And honestly like cyberbullying will always be the wildest thing to me because you should never bully point blank period but like imagine bullying somebody and then posting it where like there's proof that you were just doing some asshole tomfoolery you know what I mean? but I digress, they post it onto Instagram. But later that day, after all the other teenagers have left the swimming pool and she is 110% certain that she will be there alone, Sarah decides to go to the swimming pool on her own because she wants to wear a bikini and she doesn't want to feel self-conscious, but she already does feel self-conscious even though she's by herself because bullying does damage. While Sarah is at the swimming pool, she runs into this man, and by runs into, I mean they lock eyes while he is in the pool and she is about to step into the pool. There is a scene a little bit earlier with the man who is currently in the pool. I'm gonna just call him Serial Killer. He does have a name, but I honestly cannot remember it. I'm so sorry. Then <laughs> there is a scene between Serial Killer and another man who is at the pool, and the other man started a little bit of an issue with Serial Killer, and when Sarah gets into the water and begins to swim in the water, we see how Serial Killer dealt with that issue as we see the man's body floating at the bottom of the pool, 
but Sarah doesn't notice it because she's trying to avoid her bullies who have now shown up to the swimming pool and are taunting her again. They keep saying how, oh my gosh, Piggy's got herself a boyfriend. Piggy found herself a little bore. Oh my goodness. They can be like happy together now and just saying like really lame <laughs> insults and remarks but then of course since they are bullies they have to like keep upping the antics so of course they attempt to drown sarah using a fishing net um <laughs> i was like this is so wild not only are you guys posting proof that you are bullying this girl onto the interwebs which is already so mind-boggling for me okay i get it you guys want to embarrass her like through the most people possible but also when the cops come for you it's right there on your instagram but i digress anyways they then attempt to drown the poor girl who has done absolutely nothing she's barely spoken like four words to these people they simply hate her because she's fat but since the drowning doesn't work they decide hey we're just gonna do a really dope prank where we steal her clothes and all her belongings while she hides from us under the water so if the bullying that they were doing at the butcher shop and at the pool wasn't enough embarrassment sarah now has to make the long and hot uncomfortable walk from the pool back to her house in just the bikini and as she's doing this she's getting tormented by onlookers a group of men stop their car to literally come and harass the poor girl and then like call her fat again but as she walks onto this really like rural dusty road there is a parked van and it is the man that was at the swimming pool so sarah of course uncomfortable stops a safe distance from him when boom Who's in the van, bloodied and begging for help? Claudia, who used to be Sarah's friend, but is now her bully. So Sarah has a slight dilemma where she has to decide, am I going to help my tormentor or am I just gonna act like I didn't see what just happened? And as Sarah is kind of going through this conflict, the man in the car decides to show her a little bit of kindness. He hands her a towel while he tosses a towel out of the car. It happens to be Claudia's towel that he tosses over to her. And Sarah is like, wow, the only person who has been kind to me this whole time is somebody who has kidnapped my tormentors in his car. So she wraps herself in it and then he drives off with the girls and she does not speak about this whole interaction at all she heads back home and she's obviously distraught because of everything that she's just went through the bullying the witnessing her friend in the back of a stranger's car who was begging for help um the stranger being the only person that was kind to her the men groping her on the side of the road she's been through a lot in the past like hour and a half she gets home her mother's like I know you were at the pool and you weren't studying. Girl, if you don't shut your- Oh, I was like cheesed watching this scene go down. The next day, Sarah stops by the store to pick up a few things and we can see that the man has kind of been following her and watching her throughout town with quick shots of his jacket while she walks through the aisles, shots of his car as she walks through the streets. But most importantly, news has broken about the fact that there was a lifeguard found at the bottom of the pool a waitress is missing, and so are the three girls who were just bullying Sarah. Although people don't know yet that they were bullying Sarah and went missing, they simply know that the girls were at the swimming pool and went missing. Now that everybody in their town is kind of talking about the things that went down at the swimming pool, Sarah's mom is like, did something happen when you were there? Did you see anything? What went on? Sarah was like, nobody was there. I went by myself. Nothing happened, you know? So her mother, being so nosy, honestly, this was kind of iconic of the mother, is like, let's go to the swimming pool to see what's going down. I actually had to laugh because I'm like, she's 
actually asking to go to the murder scene just to hear the commotion, you know? Something about that was just a little iconic. But either way, they go to the swimming pool and Sarah gets questioned by a civil guard and her mom who are just kind of like, what went down? Are you sure you didn't hear anything? Are you sure you weren't here? Like three girls can't just go missing and a man is dead inside the pool and you were swimming in that pool. And like Sarah is obviously panicking, but her mom just like keeps incriminating her more and more. Her mom's like, she was here at this time and <laughs> she was here for this long. And the police are like, okay, yeah, give us more, please. So Sarah, thinking real quickly, is like, I didn't come to the swimming pool, actually. I lied. I was actually at the river. And then a little while later, she also tells her mom, like, I really don't want to talk about these girls. They were my bullies, and they bully me because I'm fat. They bully, like, all of us because we're fat. And the mom is like, fine, if we're so fat, you're going on a diet. Mothers are so interesting. Such interesting people, <laughs> moms are. And so she forces her daughter to go on a diet and then they're all talking during dinner and the little brother is like why don't they just use find your phone so that they can find the girls phones and find the missing girls which is a very smart idea considering they had sarah's phone and that is what leads sarah to her next idea which is to steal her father's phone and track her cell phone and find the missing girls location doing that she ends up in the forest and finds her backpack with all of her belongings, including her phone, and she encounters the serial killer for the second time. Sarah is not the only person to have this thought and idea, because as she's standing right there in front of the serial killer, Claudia's mother, who had earlier came to Sarah's house and kind of asked her, like, hey, where's my daughter? Have you seen her? You were at the pool. Like, what went down? And Sarah's mother actually had protected Sarah, kind of. She was like, your daughter bullies my daughter, so get out of my house. But now Claudia's mother is here in the forest while Sarah is here and the serial killer is there. So it's not looking good for Sarah, except for the fact that the serial killer is so deeply enamored, obsessed with Sarah. So he tells her, you know, be quiet. Let me handle all of this. <laughs> and this is probably one of the more tense scenes of the film because we have Sarah who's trying to hide behind all these walls and all these dark corners and everybody else who is searching for the missing girls who Sarah is like low-key a suspect in all of it with their flashlights and they're all coming around corners and the serial killer is somewhere doing something. And just when Sarah is like about to get caught, they find a dead body in one of the many graves, which causes Claudia's mother to break down into hysterics because obviously like that's her child. Even though her child was like a lot of evil, a little evil. Okay, Claudia was at least showing remorse in her face, but like bystander effect, you're still a bully. So she like, it makes a little bit of sense that her mother was like, breaking down hysterics and sarah is able to make her way back home and she like tosses her dirty clothes into the laundry she like tosses the phone to the side so that nobody suspects that she had her dad's phone and she's like almost getting away with it except for the fact that she like started the washing machine and it's like loudly going so her mother goes into the laundry room and sees her standing there and then her mother's like what are you doing down here it's so late at night like what did you just eat oh i was gagged Oh my god, that reminded me that this truly is like a movie about teenage girls because that absolutely gagged me. The fact that the mother wasn't like, it's a little odd that you're standing here in your bra and panties in the like 
laundry room what's going on can i see what's going on with my daughter no she's like i know you were eating something i know you were nibbling on something but it's great because it gives sarah the perfect cover she's like i was eating chocolate and some biscuits so that's why my clothes are dirty and that's why i'm standing here butt naked not butt naked she's semi-dressed but still oh i was gagged when the mother asked that sarah heads back upstairs and we are introduced to another extremely interesting scene at least for Sarah's character, and in my opinion, it was very interesting. Sarah goes into her bed, plugs in her headphones, right? She's just had a thrilling night with a serial killer who was being so kind to her. The kindest person in this whole town to poor little Sarah is a literal serial killer, and she knows he's a murderer, and he's the only one offering her a smidge of kindness and a smidge of acceptance. So she lays in her bed and she begins to masturbate to the thought of this man. And I was watching this scene like, oh my gosh, because while you want to be like, this is so sick and twisted and disturbing, you're like, she is a teenage girl. And that was the first boy to like ever show her interest and to ever engage with her. And she's like, this is just the greatest thing of my life. And I'm like, Sarah, please, I don't want this for you. I want better for you. I want you to leave this man alone because he's a literal serial killer. But it also ties so deeply to the theme of this movie and dark fantasy and like being like, oh my God, these people are bullying me. And here comes this big, strong person who like swoops in and he saves me from the evil tormenting bullies and now I feel so safe and so free and I also get to watch my bullies like get their comeuppance and like it's like the perfect little like your darkest fantasies are coming true and here she is literally fantasizing about such a dark evil twisted individual because this man is a literal serial killer but then on the other hand I'm like sitting here watching the scene and I'm also like this is the moment where Sarah slowly begins to almost gain her own power again, or she's like finally becoming in touch and in tune with herself. I did not mean to literally say touch, but she's like embracing different aspects of herself, including her sexuality. So I'm like, this movie is so good, but I can't help but just think about the fact that this man is a literal serial killer. But either way, Sarah's sexual journey and emotional journey and mental journey is interrupted in this very moment by one of her bully's boyfriends, Pedro, and he's like, I need you to come outside real quick because I know for a fact you were at the pool and I know for a fact the girls were bullying you. I follow them on Instagram. I seen the post. Sarah obviously starts to get a little bit angry because this man is questioning her about stupid little things like how she was at the pool, but he's not acknowledging the fact that like he's taking up for these women that were actually bullying her. And I know people shouldn't like die and be tortured or whatever, but like I would also be pissed too if this man's coming to my window after I was just having a good old time and he wants to be asking me about what happened to my literal bullies. Like, I don't know what happened to them and that's what I said earlier, but after smoking a joint, she like gives into it and she kind of tells him like, yeah, I was at the pool and he's like, you need to tell people that you were at the pool because maybe something horrible happened to them. Like maybe they're literally dead and I don't want the blame for these murders to be put on me. While she's out conversing with this man, um, her mother discovers that she has Claudia's towel and Claudia's mother sees her out in the streets talking to Pedro. Obviously she is hysteric, her daughter is missing, so she starts getting angry with Pedro and Sarah, but then Sarah's mother swoops in and she's like, you need to leave my daughter alone. 
but Claudia's mother's not giving up because her daughter is literally missing. But since Pedro only cares about himself, he quickly and swiftly turns it on to Sarah and he's like, Sarah saw them at the pool, she was at the pool. This causes the two mothers to start fighting on the streets, which then causes the police to get involved. So thanks to Pedro, everything is starting to crumble again. Now, because of the moms fighting in the streets and like Pedro dishing all these details, Sarah is being questioned by the police. And they are so close to catching my girl and realizing that she indeed knows where the bullies are. Her period comes and saves the day, which causes her and her mom to leave because the police are not going to question her on her period, I guess. It was a win for feminism and a win for Sarah. So they head back home, not knowing that the serial killer is currently there and he's going through all of Sarah's stuff and he's murdering her father. This is also a really tense scene that I feel like kind of reflects the earlier scene where Sarah and the killer are hiding from the people searching for the bodies. But instead, this time, it's the serial killer hiding Sarah's father's body from Sarah and like creeping around the house while Sarah and her mother argue downstairs and a little bit upstairs. They're walking around the house arguing. The two are basically having your regular mother-daughter conversation about the daughter wanting to be seen as more of a grown-up and the mother trying to explain to her daughter that like, I love you, I'm your mother, I want to take care of you. I mean, Sarah's mother does not say those words, but I feel like that's the sentiment I was getting from her. It's kind of like, you're my daughter, you're not like fully sure of the world yet, you're still kind of young, you're still learning, but Sarah's like, I want to be a grown-up, I want you to see me as older than you see me right now because I've gone through things, I'm being bullied, I'm still fully capable of my life and I want control in my own life. But because of how heated this argument is about to get, Sarah's mom is raising her hand to hit our girl Sarah in the face. Wrong move because Sarah's number one fan is upstairs. He catches her mom's hand mid-swing. Like, I shouldn't be laughing because it's a very serious movie and a very serious moment, but again, I was a little bit gagged. I knew it was probably gonna come. I knew he was gonna come and deal with the mother because Sarah was downstairs screaming, I hate you, and this man is so deeply obsessed with Sarah off of one look. He knocks out Sarah's mom before taking Sarah into his van and whisking her away to her beautiful safe haven. I say that very sarcastically. I mean, he does whisk her away, but like, it's not like a beautiful safe haven. Anyways, so he brings Sarah to this random warehouse, and this is kind of where I see a few people had been talking about this movie having a very Texas Chainsaw kind of vibe. I think it's definitely the heat of the movie. The movie takes place during summer, and also this like warehouse scene. It feels like something I would have seen in a Texas Chainsaw movie, but I don't even know which one I would have seen it in. But at the warehouse, she finds Claudia and Rossi, I want to say, still alive, but they look like they've been through it themselves in the like three days that they've been missing. Sarah, of course, tries to help the two girls get out of the chains, but this man put a lot of work into like his whole serial killing vibe. During this, Claudia is like sobbing. Obviously, I'm not like <laughs> trying to downplay the fact that these girls were kidnapped for three days and tortured and who knows what else. But Claudia is like crying and screaming and she's like, why, Sarah, did you like ignore me when I was banging on the back of that truck asking you to help me? And Sarah's like, I was scared. But honestly, Sarah should have said because you guys were 
bitches. That's why. I'm sorry, but that's exactly why. And then, like, after Sarah was like, I don't know, I was scared. That's why I didn't, like, help you guys. Claudia's like, he's gonna kill us because of you. Because of you, Sarah, I'm gonna die. I mean, she's not wrong. But I'm here saving you, and you're still still being a hater but before sarah could actually save the girls and tie them and get them out of the warehouse the serial killer comes back into the room causing sarah to start running around trying to escape him but he catches her before she can do so and he begins to tell sarah like kill these two girls free yourselves of like their evilness and the fact that they were bullying you he even like puts his hand around her hand on the knife and he's like we can even do it together but Sarah flips it and reverses it and tries to stab him. But then it doesn't really work because, like I said, he's put a lot of time and effort into this whole serial killer thing. So he catches her hand mid-swing. Then those two start to fight, getting into it. But he has this shotgun in his hand and he misfires, shooting off Claudia's hand. But also Sarah was able to get a good jerk in, so he's bleeding out his side too. He goes to start attacking Sarah again and they get into another fight, but Sarah bites his neck off. She rips a good chunk out of his jugular, reclaiming her power. And also it's kind of like a reflection of how she was like constantly stress eating throughout the movie. She bit his freaking neck off absolutely punk absolutely iconic she then picks up his gun off the floor and has to make the decision kind of like the one she made at the beginning of the movie of do i save these two absolute haters or do i kill them sarah being a true hearted person saves them of course she uses the gun to shoot off the ties that bind them leaving the warehouse and beginning to walk down another long stretch of road in the scorching heat but this time she is rescued by pedro who tells her to just chill out and that it's all over before the two of them drive off into the sunset it wasn't really a sunset but you know so i gave piggy four out of five stars because personally i am a absolute sucker for revenge films if you follow me on letterboxd which is also at black final girl then you would know that i have a list for revenge films that are basically the underdog bullied kid getting revenge on their bullies with films like sissy carrie and of course piggy this movie although i do kind of consider it a revenge film in a way it's slightly different because sarah is not the one enacting the revenge and she doesn't get like clear revenge of like i got the one up on my bullies she does get to reclaim her own power and take control of her life towards the end of the film which is something that i look for in revenge movies like this specifically the ones like the underdog is able to come back on top it's just something about seeing a character who's been through a lot finally turn it around and get their comeuppance or gain some power in some way it just makes me feel so good and this movie is also just so visually engaging the first maybe like 30 minutes of the movie the movie is actually super quick it's like an hour and 40 minutes and that's me rounding up but in those first 30 minutes the movie takes on a more slow pace i guess and it's not even in like a bad way because I know a lot of the times I mentioned pacing and I'm like, this movie was like super slow and super boring. This one, I felt like it had a purpose and it had a reason and you could feel that reason and it was to build up 
that anxiety and that fear of her being bullied and the uncomfortableness because we're watching the scenes with very little cuts and very little camera movement. We're just like stuck watching these girls torment her. The drowning scene was so uncomfortable for me. I remember just being like, I think I might skip this whole thing, to be honest. But it all ends up having a great payoff, I guess you could say, because as she gains a bigger sense of identity and she gives into some of her fantasies, the film kind of picks up with camera movement and just grading, color grading changes. This movie is super visual, which I mean, movies are all visual, but this one is one that I feel like every single thought that went into what you're seeing on screen meant something in the larger context of the story and I deeply deeply appreciated that with Piggy and I think that's why I went from like a 3.5 kind of on the story because like I said I've watched a lot of these revenge movies and I am very picky about them but the visual aspect and like the amount of thought and care that went into the direction of this movie is what kind of pushed it up a little bit more for me. To a full four star review and on top of that sarah's actress was just so good with her character i felt so protective over sarah a character that i literally will never know <laughs> i was like oh my gosh if these girls don't leave her alone and i don't even feel like there's a lot of dialogue in the movie in total it's like a lot of long pauses it's very awkward because you're meant to be watching this bully movie and I was even thinking watching it my second time while I did this review that this movie could work as a coming of age story full stop if you remove all of the horror aspects like the serial killer character the gore at the end it is very gory at the end if you're a gore hound like me and you want to go watch this movie I recommend it but most of it does happen towards the end of the movie and just all of the like thriller aspects you take them out and you still get this really great coming of age story of a girl who's getting bullied and whose mother doesn't really take her seriously whose whole family doesn't take her seriously she has the annoying little brother character the father that doesn't really pay attention but he like still loves his daughter the mother that doesn't connect well with the daughter but you see that she cares for her but she also just doesn't understand that her daughter is growing up and it's like a great coming of age story but there just also happens to be a serial killer creeping in the background and I do quickly want to jump back to what I was kind of saying about the thoughts and details that went into this movie. I was reading, I watched the movie on like Prime and like, you know how they have those like trivia thingies that pop up while you're watching it? Uh, there was one thing that happened with an interview with the director and Fresh Fiction, I want to say. And she talked about how she picked the aspect ratio for the film. And I just thought it was so interesting. And it went along with what I had been thinking while I was watching the film. And it was like this like weird tightness to the movie. And it's because she shot in a 4 to 3 ratio because the body is, I'm quoting her at this point, because the body is in the center of the image. And it's much more important than the surrounding landscape. It's more claustrophobic and it reminds us of the summer of our youth. For those who are older and for kids, it reminds them of Instagram. I live for that. There are so many times where I like watch a movie and sometimes it feels like it's lacking heart or a little bit of like artistic drive where you're like, okay, 
they just wanted them to like push out another movie but something about her making sure that she's like even picking the right aspect ratios for like (laughs) people to connect it to instagram and social media which is where bullying takes place now i know i said cyberbullying is hilarious to me but like that is the bullying playground of today's day and to also give us like that tight and awkward claustrophobic hot feeling that you would get when you were outside as a kid I just love when directors put that much attention into the message that they're trying to push across in their movie. This movie is also extremely grounded, except for the fact that something about the serial killer, I think, is what bothers me about the movie, and it doesn't push the movie to, like, a five-star for me, because I was like, I don't fully understand him, Um, but at the same time, I'm never somebody that cares too deeply about a serial killer's background in a movie, so it wasn't gonna lose any points for me because of him. Like I said, the acting was great, the film is stunning, and I really love how much thought and care the director put into this. You could feel like this was her child, (laughs) her movie child. There was a lot of great horror elements in it, so like I said, if you are a gore hound, the last 10 to 15 minutes is jam-packed with tense moments and very texas chainsaw-y in aesthetic i feel like that is where people were getting those vibes from but those are my thoughts and feelings on piggy 2022 thank you all for listening to the podcast i'm clary you can find me on instagram i guess i don't even really use twitter anymore you can find me on instagram at the black final girl Um, If you do prefer Twitter or whatever it's called now, it's still at Black Final Girl. You could also see what I am watching because I don't review every single film that I actually do watch on Letterboxd. And I will see you guys hopefully next week. I'm trying to get back into the swing of weekly podcasting because every single time I start, something happens that makes me have to stop. But like I said, thank you for listening and bye. You can subscribe to the podcast everywhere where podcasts are found.